all struggles and all pain um, and all scary things are opportunities for growth, opportunities for you to take a different route. And that's what life's about. And I really strongly believe in that. That's my, that's my passion. That's, that's why I do what I do. That's why I jump. Hi, I'm Carlos, co-founder of the Happy Startup School, and welcome to our Happy Startup Community Podcast. Along this journey of building the Happy Startup School, I've had the privilege of meeting amazing people from around the world. Whether it was across a banqueting table at our summer camp festival, or sat at a beach cafe in Goa during one of our retreats, each of them had fascinating stories to tell and interesting ideas to share that have changed how I look at business and life. This podcast is my effort to share these conversations with you and to open up your horizons to new perspectives and ways of viewing the world. I hope that they become a source of inspiration, learning and connection. Enjoy. Petra Smith is a consultant and facilitator who helps organizations and individuals navigate change. She believes that by living our values, we're able to overcome our fear of uncertainty And by trusting in ourselves, we're able to tackle all the challenges we'll face. Petra joined us for Altitude 2019 because she was looking to create space for herself. In our business lives and our personal lives, we can find ourselves giving time to everyone else, but not giving enough time to ourselves. By creating space for ourselves, we create an opportunity to check in with what's important to us and to reassess the direction we're going in. Maybe you're too busy climbing the corporate ladder or building your high-growth startup. But if you don't take time to look up from the busyness, how can you be sure that you're doing the right thing? And if you believe you're not doing the right thing, where do you get the courage to change direction? One thing that's in common with all the attendees of our retreats and events or members of our community is the need to live a life that's true to what they believe. Defining our core values and believing that the work we do must align with these is what binds our community together. During this episode, Petra talks about her own journey to entrepreneurship. She shares how being clear about her core values has enabled her to make the jump and create the work that aligns with who she really is. We discuss why she joined us at Altitude and also what she got out of being there. I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, Where was I? I think I was talking about... um... It would be ironic if this back pain that I'm experiencing is a sign of burnout, particularly yeah. I'm running the Happy Startup School, and that's one of the things we're trying to help people avoid. <laughs> yeah, but do you feel like it's a burnout thing? Could it be something like that? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm taking a methodical approach with this, and it's not... At the moment, it's not skeletal. Uh, it seems to be muscular. Um, how that's happened, I don't know because I can't think of any way that I've done anything that I've done differently. Yeah. So at the moment, the options are it's it's some kind of low-grade virus yeah. or it's something a bit more energy, energy and mind-based that's now affected my body. Um, and I'm thinking that way, um, actually, it was kind of sparked by a conversation I had on the last podcast that's been recorded 
with Max St. John and he talks about listening yeah. to our bodies um, yeah. and how as one of the things that came out of the conversation is our bodies kind of record things in a different way to our minds and so things get locked in our body that that are kind of I would the way I interpret it as signals or kind of uh, warning signs of, of maybe something that we're not really doing doing the best way we should yeah yeah so, I, I so, that's, yeah. so that's for me the the interesting well the potential sign there the, or another thing another way of looking at all of this yeah something stuck in your back <laughs> someone's something stuck in my back started in my head and then now stuck in my back yeah, yeah, um, exactly yeah, and I think it's a, maybe. sorry and maybe I'd say it in your unconsciousness maybe there are yeah, things it, you, yeah things that aren't being processed that I need to process yeah or maybe I just need to rest that's and that's the thing. That's the case. <laughs> and it could be just a, it's my body saying, Ashley, you know what? You just need to take some time out. Yeah. Um, I, I need to create some space for myself. Yeah. Which is a clumsy segue. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> into, into our conversation, really. You should um, get an altitude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need an Actually, it's, it's coming up back from altitude that, 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 that broke my body. But yeah. saying that, maybe I need, I need to go somewhere where someone hosts me rather yes. than me hosting other people. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, we're having this conversation because we we talked – a couple of weeks ago, I think it's a couple of weeks ago now. About uh, you had some thoughts and ideas about altitude and your experience there, and I was actually interested. Um, I was with some valuable feedback about how how altitude works, and you know, kind of deconstructing to a certain level, which the 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 way we host altitude and and the things that that could be. I hesitate to say the word <clears throat> done better, but things that we could look into that could enhance the experience. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think one of the so one of the interesting things that came up for me in that conversation was it was also thinking about your experience and your motivations for coming to altitude, and and you mentioned the idea of um, at the time you were in a place of wanting to create space for yourself. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, and you, the phrase I had, I wanted to go on holiday on my own. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think maybe to give people a bit more context, um, why don't we start off by you sharing a bit, a bit about who you are and, you know, what you do um, yeah. in as broad a way as possible. So. Why don't we kick off with that? Okay, so, so uh, well, my name is Petra, and I live in Holland with my family of Sander, me, and three our three of our kids. And um, well, it starts with my look upon life. Um, I believe we're here to uh, discover our talent and to make the utmost of it. Uh, so to develop ourselves as persons and as professionals and uh, contribute to something that's bigger than ourselves. And that can be anything. So that's my belief in life. 
And that's also where my passion lies, uh, because what better place for you to use your talents than to do it in your job, because we spend so much time working. You better do something you're good at and that, you're lo- that, that you love to do. Um, and in that regards, uh, there comes my, uh, my own uh, working life. Uh, I uh, help people, individuals, teams, and organizations to, uh, yeah, to, to in, the trans- in a transition when they're, um, um, how to say it, when they're, when they're ready to take the next step in their development. So when you feel like uh, stuck, uh, you feel like you're uh, fighting <laughs> in the way you're working or acting right now, I see that those kind of situations that are opportunities uh, for change and for uh, growth as a person, as a team, or as a company. So that's what I do. And um, yeah. And how do you do that? What is it you do in particular when you go into companies? Well, uh, in the beginning of my uh, working life, I had just been um, an employee, and uh, I had my—I was a team leader. So I mainly helped individuals and the growth of my team. At a certain point, I stopped working for companies. I wanted to um, you know, loosen myself and uh, research organizations, and especially from the thought that uh, we all have to cope with uh, rapid change. And that's something that's really uh, difficult uh, when you look at the structure that most companies are in, uh, uh, div- uh, well, uh, with with the hierarchy that we were used to working with. Um, so I did some research and I uh, adapted the knowledge that I gained from that uh, in an advisory role in the beginning of my um, entrepreneurship. And at the moment, I lend myself to companies for longer periods uh, to really uh, help them uh, take the jump, uh, bring uh, a feeling of safety and trust for others to come with me and uh, help them in the steps that they need to take. So then I'm just in a a role as a in a, um, in a management position, for example. Uh, so, and I'm there for half a year and then I switch to other companies again. Okay. So it's, um, it sounds like, I'll say that again, sorry. It's, I don't know how you call it in English, but in Holland it's called the interim position. So you should, so you're there for half a year for a specific task, half a mm. year, three quarters of a year, and then you, you switch again. And besides that, I still develop my own uh, theory and concept of organizational change and uh, indivi- yeah, individual uh, uh, and professional development. And so maybe rewinding a bit and understanding your journey to this, you said you know, one of the things that I heard that drives you, this idea of um, serving a higher purpose and kind of using our talents for that higher purpose, is that something that that's that has always been you with you since a younger age, and has that guided the decisions you've made in terms of education and and the work you wanted to do first? Well, when I was younger, I always questioned why we were here, why I was here, what I was supposed to do. So I couldn't really grasp the way the world was uh, evolving around me, and I thought it was you know, sometimes really weird that uh, in regards to the, well, the way things are divided in the world, that some have it really good and some have really 
poor situations to develop this, themselves in, to live in. I already, as a child, struggled with that hugely. And um, I thought our lives was a little bit pitiful, just gaining profit or money and buying. And I always struggled with, with those kind of things. But it took me a long time to figure out my path. And I think now, when I'm at my 40s, I can understand because um, my strength really lies in helping others by uh, by by uh, using my own experiences. And when you're young, <laughs> your experiences are no, not so uh, broadened than when you're older. So uh, it took me some time to be able to contribute in that regard. So I think one one of the questions or one of the challenges we, we encounter a lot in our community in the Happy Startup School um, and the people we meet is this idea of finding your purpose and, and knowing what that is and then being able to, and when they feel that they've got that, then they'll, everything will be okay and then they'll be able to focus and do the best work. Um, it, I'm, I'm curious about what that means to you and what that how long that journey has taken or if you're if you feel you're still on it i think you're always on it and i think it's about having the confidence that you have that you already have something to contribute with and mm. it's not something that you need to accomplish and then do no it's the journey itself and uh, it took me a long time because you know uh, how we appreciate um uh, expertise, uh, knowledge, seniority, or whatever. Normally, it was always through science, to uh, getting degrees, uh, to uh, having uh, been able to climb the the career ladder. And I think I really had to let that thought go uh, because I was climbing the career ladder, and I felt really well not fulfilled. So that that was not the the, the route for me. But I still, uh, how do you say it? Uh, I also, even though I felt it wasn't right, <laughs> I also rated uh, me, myself, and others through the, that um, yeah, state of mind. And I think letting that go, um, uh, valuing the thing that you are able to do, is it's, it's maybe you can construct something, it's a talent, or maybe it's some experience you can share or some beliefs you have you can share i don't know whatever you can do um that's the start so it's a process and it's not a goal that you have to reach and then you're done no it's it's being vulnerable mm. and daring to speak out your opinion your ideas your creativity especially when they're different <laughs> <laughs> you're adding something so go for it yeah i don't know if it no. makes sense yeah, no, I, it does. Um, I think, so from knowing you and having spent time with you in Altitude and you came to summer camp, um, you've been to summer camp, a couple two years ago you came to summer camp. And um, yeah. you're, you, for me, from what I know of you, you come across as someone who who isn't someone who wouldn't voice their opinion, who, who will, who's happy to, to express what they believe. Is, has that always been the case? Have you ever since... Uh, um, you were younger, you, you've been someone who's been confident about saying what they think? Uh, that's a good question. I think for me, I always felt uh, what was true for, for me and the way I looked at 
things, but I struggled with um, being brought up in a society uh, where uh, obviously um, people were thinking different or were striving for other things that were important to then that was important to me. So uh, first, I, I've been told quite often that uh, well, I didn't know yet how things worked, and I had to grow a little bit, and, uh, and then it will well, it would grow on me. And I never got around. Well, I, for a long time, I believed that that was true. <laughs> hmm. It was like a discussion. Mind a part believed it and I acted upon it, and another part was saying like, "No, this is not the case. This is not the truth. Uh, you shouldn't uh, have to be political or uh, know how to play the business games in order to, um, well, to to be seen as an important person or someone who can contribute." So uh, no, it hasn't been that case always. Well, but I have been loud as a person, I think. <laughs> That's true, <laughs> but not like with a lot of confidence. <laughs> and that's the interesting thing, that word confidence. And what I heard you say there was you you had an instinct that things should work differently and what what you see in the outside world doesn't necessarily fit with what you believe. And I, I, I hear my father sometime or in my head and when I was younger, it's like, this is how the world works. This yeah. is how you what you need to do. This is the structure of society. This is how it's always been. Yeah. And and believing that story because they were an older person, they had experience and, and with my father in particular, he loved history. So he yeah. could tell me so much about how history worked to reinforce his argument. Yeah. But then there's that inside belief that actually I don't know if I can fit into that kind of world. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. And as soon as you decide uh, that for you the truth is something else, uh, you will uh, experience a shift in uh, with which people or which well settings you are surrounded with. Because you, if you are allowing yourself to live the life according to your beliefs and your ideas, and you're really open about it and, and acting upon it, the world around you changes as well because it's not only like one flavor that's out of there, but <laughs> it's the flavor you pick and you're surrounded with that. So, yeah. And and I come back to the word confidence, being confident in what you pick is, is okay and it isn't strange and weird and abnormal. Can you think of a time when you, when that, you had that shift in confidence? Yeah, um, for me, um, it grew upon me by, I bike to work, so I bike a lot. So I'm out in the nature a lot and on my own a lot. And those uh, moments when I'm active and your mind will become quiet and you're, because you have like different voices within yourself, like, guiding you in your life and having discussions, inner discussions. And by biking and being on my own, not having to do anything, but just making the same rotations, <laughs> um, my inner voice became clearer. And at a certain, certain point, it was just like I really knew what I had to do. It was just follow my beliefs and act upon them 
instead of just thinking about them and discussing it within myself. Um, so it became a really clear thing for me. I don't know. I think that's really important to stop. Um, like in like in, in daily life, you're always busy. You have a family, you have work, uh, you have friends. Um, there are distractions uh, with television, uh, mobile phones, whatever. You can always distract yourself or let yourself be distracted. And then you will never have to make a, a conscious decision. And I think mm. if you want something to change or if you want to follow your true path, you should look for some quietness and... Uh, Oh, where you can find it it's different for everybody but that's what helped me and so it sounds like um by listening in, inside um mm -hmm. you were you're able to to come to more confident realization of what how you should view the world and how you should act was there a time or a particular situation or event or decision that you made that you felt was much more conscious than what you'd done before. So you asked me for uh, yeah, well, a special step that I took. Well, there was yeah, when you when you realize actually this the, the decision I'm making now yeah. is much more intrinsically motivated than trying to satisfy yeah. the expectations of others. Yeah. Well, uh, what I remember is that I uh, had done some soul searching uh, from uh, a business point of view. And I really, uh, and it's always combined with personal values of, as well, of course, but I really knew already what was important for me. But then it took me like two years to realize that I wasn't acting upon them. It was really weird. It was a really hmm. weird epiphany. I don't know. I was like, eh, I'm still not actually doing it. So no, At which point in your life was that? Was that quite recent or was that quite early? No, this, 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 is, this, is, this was the situation before I decided to quit my job and start my own. Uh, well, and did you already have a family at the time? Yes, I had. Yeah. Mm. And you asked me about it, like, what, what was the moment? Well, that was the moment that I told Sander who's also an entrepreneur. <laughs> I was like the, the stable one of our family. I was like, yeah, okay, now it's my time. Sorry, but I'm going to jump as well. And um, I need your support. And I hope you will support me. But if you don't, I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> so, well, that was a big thing. That, I think well. that was a big thing for me. And so I jumped and I didn't have any uh, financial security or whatever. And what was really important at that point was first like realizing I wanted to act upon my beliefs. And the second one is sharing it with people who are important around you. And, uh, well, just letting them know that they're important, that they're important, that you need their support. And, uh, if they're willing to, and if they want to, but also, um, I also shared it at the company I worked at, at the time, like, Okay, guys, uh, I'm going to leave. I don't know when, but I'm going to leave. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm making a job out of it to leave. <laughs> and um, it's because I have to follow, follow my passion. And, um, uh, well, and, and, and that conversation actually um, uh, created the first step because they uh, started to um, help me. Um, how do you say it? Um, they saw possibilities. They had a need. They had some needs that I could fulfill, 
uh, with me combining uh, starting my own business. So it was really, it created new opportunities by sharing. And that's the start. And did was there any fear there in, in sharing that? Or were you so clear that that's going to happen? That I was it, so there was clear. I was so clear that, it, that that I had to do this, that I had no fear. Uh, yeah. I, at least not in like, oh, maybe I'm going to change my mind. So there was not yeah. a fear of changing my mind, but there was a fear of the reaction of my surroundings, of course. Like, okay, I have no idea which way this is going to take me. <laughs> so, so maybe it's the fear of not knowing, but actually I'm a person who uh, loves a little bit of adventure. Uh, adventure mm. is one of my life values so I honored my values so <laughs> in that regard it's like okay you have to do this this is not a discussion this is you so go go for it it will be okay I like I love that it's it's um, the word realignment springs to mind where it feels like you were you were living a life. I, I was quite interesting. You said you know you were the stable one because Sonda yeah. was the entrepreneur, yeah. and so it sounded like you you taken on this role yeah. um, to be the stable one. Yes. But then at some point there was this uh, this conscious decision of actually the, these are my values. This is what I am, and so I need to to jump. Yeah, I, and I act my beliefs. Yeah, I really, really, I realized that I had to honor my values, and if I didn't, uh, at a certain point, I would go and blame others around me. For example, Sander, like, yeah, you know, because of you, entrepreneurial, <laughs> and I can't. Uh, and sometimes it, you take you take on a role, and then you're stuck there, <laughs> but no one tells you to. Of course, for him, it was like quite comfortable as well. But I decided to stay in that role. So yeah, mm. it's time. And I had to think because I think Carl, uh, Lawrence has uh, also recorded a podcast. Something I, I read something about uh, setting your values, and I think by taking time and setting my values, I think that was the start of uh, of uh, me um, taking my own journey in life. Because your values, they are guidance. It's a guidance in everything you do. Mm. So it's really important to set your own values. How did you do that? What what process was that for you? Uh, well, for me, it was part of a training I did uh, regarding uh, the business that I was in at the time. It was like um, uh, psychology for leaders or something. I don't know. So, but just uh, yeah, it came. I was. It was just like doing an assignment. Think about your values and pick some that really relate to you. And there were like two that immediately grew upon me because they relate to my a special person in my life who is really important for me who was who isn't here anymore is my grandmother and she resembled something uh in life that i wanted to strive for as well and it was like rest and trust and so mm. uh, yeah to trust that everything in life that you will be able to just trust life and it, you will be able to to manage to to yeah to do the thing you have to do don't be afraid of what's coming towards you. And mm. a rest in, yeah, it's called rust in Dutch. Uh, quietness, maybe, I don't know. Just to be tranquil, to... Mm. Peace. And, peace, yeah, peace. I think it's peace. Yeah, that's the better word. And the other three for me are adventure, pleasure, and caring. 
that's just the words that resonate with me as a person. So they're, they're my values, and I always relate to them. Or when I'm struggling, struggling a little bit, I will reconnect with my values, like am I uh, honoring my values and am I doing the right things? Hmm. Oh, yeah, for example, shall I tell a little bit about one of the values that just helped me uh, the last year in setting my new uh, uh, steps in my business? Yeah, please. For example, uh, the, the caring is like uh, caring for others, but also I realized last year I need to be able to care for myself as well. I took some uh, steps in my business, but I wasn't earning the money that, um, well, that I wasn't earning enough money. I was earning too mm. little money and I struggled with that. And I struggled with that in taking the business decisions um, from the vision you have, because cert at a certain point it will, uh, if you have financial troubles, it will influence your business decisions. Mm. Um, and then I was like, oh, am I caring uh, for my is, is my value caring? Is it present enough? Am I honoring it enough? And I'm like, no, I'm doing a crappy job <laughs> <laughs> in gathering uh, a business opportunity. So I should step up and ask for a better uh, fee and uh, create a different uh, model in which I can do, uh, in which I can contribute. So it really helped me stepping up and creating a new line of business uh yeah from the mindset that my value of caring is like financially i'm i'm not able to care for myself and for my family so it's i wasn't really honoring that, that value at the moment oh i love that so, so it's really it's by uh, tapping into that intrinsic need to care not only for other people but for yourself you found the confidence to make bold decisions in your business yeah, I know. I, I gave myself a kick in the butt, like uh, <laughs> that you're following your dream, but you have to uh, be able to uh, look after your family as well. And I've been like leaning on Sander for uh, a couple of years now because he became the stable one, even though entrepreneuring for a little while. But I was like, okay, Petra, now it's time to step up. Step up. When, when are you going to step up? It has to be. It has to become serious. You have to take yourself serious because you have to care for yourself in order to be able to care for others as well for your family. Mm. So it helped me give myself a kick in the butt and um, taking myself more serious, set, setting myself out there uh, with the knowledge that I have, and um, well, thinking about different forms of uh, earning a, a living. Living. So there's um. What I hear there was <clears throat> the word confidence again springs to mind in order to to be able to essentially sell yourself. Yeah. Um, also, I, I'm thinking the word creativity as well in terms of thinking of ways that you can deliver value in in other ways. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and that. <laughs> Confidence and creativity, it feels like those are two words that when you are in a place of fear, uh, and I, I use the word fear because if you're struggling to, to make the money you want to make and that can impact on how you can perceive yourself and how you can care for others, yeah. if, you, if you're in that space of fear, then you can't be 
confident and creative. Definitely. But you you were able to shift out of that place by going back to your values and really living, focusing on those and living to those to then come from a place of more spaciousness or more playfulness. I don't know if, if that's the word, but there's definitely a place where you could be more creative. Yeah, I think the values are lifeline and they bring um yeah yeah they are a lifeline and if you're talking about fear you're all, there are always two two routes to take the route of fear or the route of trust or love or mm. whatever you want to call it and i think the values are a lifeline in checking in like okay um am i doing uh, right to my uh, beliefs um and which step do i have to take and um yeah it keeps it keeps you on track and it keeps mm. you from the from the the fear <laughs> because we all we all have the the tendency to uh well um well, to come into situations where you're like okay uh yeah struggle having thoughts of fear and uh questioning if you're able to manage or whatever especially when you're trying to do new things so, yeah. And um, it's quite interesting now looking, uh, just sketching out your values. And you, you, so you talk about using those as your lifeline, your guiding principles, as I would like to call them, um, a way to make decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, trust, the word, when I think of trust, also the word acceptance springs to mind yeah. and accepting yeah, what will come. Um, yeah. And it's an interesting combination, acceptance and adventure. Yeah. Um and being able to to trust what will come up on on this journey that is uncertain and could take you anywhere but is exciting as well I assume. Yeah, I will make sure that it that it that it's exciting because if not I will become bored. <laughs> <laughs> so there has to be some excitement in my life. I think for me I uh I find it in my entrepreneurial life. Um, same as joy. Uh, also, when I look for assignments, uh, I really need to feel the joy in it. And if if it's not there, I'm not doing it. Mm. Uh, but I can only um, make those kind of decisions when I feel safe in regards of the financial caring, for example. Mm. So I have to honor them. There's there has to be a balance. Yeah. Of sort. There's this uh, again, this balance of purpose and profit, money and meaning. Yeah. How how we can um, create a sense of safety, um, and in this case, we're talking about financial stability in order to be able to then um, feel that we can we can continue with the adventure. Is that correct? Yeah, because I found myself in a in a place last year that I was like, I don't have any financial stability, and if I'm continuing in this well kind of way of in this route or this way of working, um, my adventure will stop here. Mm. <laughs> For me, that's not really it, it's not an option to uh, to go back. Uh, and to work for a company and earn a wage and uh, needing to. Um, relate myself to some organizational structure or culture that I don't really well connect to 
So for me, it wasn't an option to stop. So I needed to, yeah, to be creative on on a different. Um, I hear that value for adventure um, jump out again. You know, I I don't see a sense of adventure from being in a in a structured corporate or and boring job, even if it's stable, um, and and being able to then use that sense that need for adventure to fuel your creativity. I think so, and I think it's also where my strength lies because right now I work at a company um, when there where there is a lot of um, it's a great company they um, they are really all about distributing uh, responsibilities, um, helping the professional, facilitating the professional instead of being a hierarch, hierarchic company. And but for them, it's a scary time because there's a lot of unstable situations and a lot of. Uh, not knowing and I really love those kind of situations mm-hmm. so, uh, for me it's like a, a joy to jump in and uh, help them taking the next step and sometimes it's on an individual le- level or sometimes it's a team or the, ho- the company as a whole to help them carve out the next step and give them the trust and the confidence to jump as well or to take mm. the next step so that's where my joy lies. That's where my strength lies. And uh, well, as soon as, as they have like taking the next step, I'm done because mm. they can continue for a little while again. So then it's not my place anymore. And I think that's for me because organizations are great. They are like um, ways to make changes to the world. And I always choose companies that contribute in some sort of matter. Yeah. So for example, now, um, it's a company that's really focused on developing nature and surroundings and stuff. So for me, that's like, okay, that's like a great goal. Mm. <laughs> um, so that, that's an important, an important element for, for me personally. But um, being in an organization for a really long time uh, without these, uh, the situation that I just spoke about, for me, it's, get a little bit, it's, it's getting a little bit too stable and too boring. So that's mm. why I like humping jumping from one to another yeah there's this idea of guiding people through a, a transition or a period of uncertainty yeah and that's always a brief period mm. so i think hence that that's where my interim that's that's the shape that i just found <laughs> really yeah. matches it matches my needs mm. it matches uh, the contribution that i can make and it really matches my wallet <laughs> so that's really good so I, I have this image of you guiding companies through mini adventures in their business. Yeah. And that adventure is a period of uncertainty. And you're, the, you're like this mountain guide that you will take them from point A to point B. And in between, they might not know where they're going, but what you're going to yeah. do is you're going to give them, they're gonna, you're going to create a space and, and, and forge a path for them to then find the new starting point, the new base camp. Yeah, I point out the tools that they can use, and I, I I carve out a little bit the 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 bee that's maybe yeah, that they can see it a little bit, like okay, that's where you're going, mm. and um, I give them trust and um, yeah, I give them guidance a little bit in whatever struggle that they are at, so they can take the leap, so they can climb the mountain. Yeah, yeah. and we went climbing on a mountain. Yes, we did. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> it was it was a very steep climb <laughs> for some yeah. part of it. Um, yeah. And I think uh, so. What I'm interested then is um, kind of tying this idea for adventure, this idea of caring and caring for yourself. Um, you you came to a point at some this year. You're saying that you you needed a holiday for yourself, yeah. though. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you were quite happy to to go away on your own without the kids uh, and without Sonda. Um, you wanted to create space for yourself so you could relax, and you didn't want to have to organize anything. You just wanted to go away. But and and that was at the time when altitude came on your radar so i was wondering if um, you could just share how those two that need and that opportunity came together and what how that how that made sense for you yeah well actually it began a little bit of course first i uh, when i um well i knew happy startup school longer from summer camp of course and at that point i already made the conscious decision that when i was able to i would go to uh, altitude so but then well you go on you work and stuff and beginning this year i really felt the need to have a holiday for myself and normally that means that then well maybe you take some time off with your friends for example and you leave your family at home and you can be petra again for a little while so that's all we're always doing right and uh, while you do things that well we don't have to elaborate upon and um not really contributing to life, <laughs> but just mm. enjoy. Yeah. But I really felt like I want to go on my own. I don't want to take anything that's from my normal life. I just want to step out of it for a little while. And that's the only thing that I really strongly felt. And I was like, okay, well, um, and even before I could make up my, well, uh, the place where I wanted to go or how it had to look like or whatever, what I wanted to do. Um, Lawrence's LinkedIn post uh, came by about altitude. I was like, yeah, of course, it has to be altitude. <laughs> and um, well, that's how it came about. Um, and instead of thinking, I think if altitude wasn't there, I would have gone like walking in Scotland or uh, walking in uh, Cinque Terre in Italy, and then I would have like been able to take some time on my own as well and do some activities and enjoy nice sceneries, uh, and maybe 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 meet some interesting or nice people. I don't know, but I would have to organize it myself. <laughs> um, well, an altitude is like a different level of taking time for yourself. It's interesting, and uh, maybe I. Well, I picked on something what you said when you said you wanted to go on holiday and without the kids and on your own and with friends maybe, um, to go and be Petra again. Yeah. What does that mean to you? Um, well, for me, I think going away on my own, uh, it means like all the, uh, how do you say it? We call it prickles. Um like the whole, constantly you are like uh, confronted with uh, everything you see is, is something you know. Uh, there are people around you. They need something from you. You want something from them. Uh, there are like interactions that are already like patterns. Uh, it's like you're, it's really comfortable. It's nice to have a home and a place where people love you and, 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 and fulfillments that of our activities that fulfill you as a person. But for me, it's really heartwarming and coming a little bit 
back to myself, if I take a step away from that now and then, mm. to just tune in with myself and not be distracted by anything that I have surrounded myself with in my normal life. So to reflect upon my life and see if I'm still happy and if there are some new opportunities or, yeah. So there's, um, I, I, what I hear there, there's, you know, there's a, a routine and a pattern that you, that we settle into in our lives for, you know, for myself, I'm a dad, I do the school pickup, it's sorting out the kids, dinner, being a husband, spending time with my wife, you know, yeah. having those, um, those regular moments in life that, uh, and then why here there was about actually taking an opportunity to just check in with yourself and you say to, to reacquaint yourself with yourself. It sounds like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. And, and at times we don't, well, I don't think many of us take that opportunity to do that we even if we go out and spend time with friends and we you know it's nice to socialize and particularly if you spend time with old friends you haven't seen before um whether you spend that time also thinking about okay where am i is this a good place to be and and where where could i go next yeah yeah it's spending time with yourself because time is really precious for everybody and we we actually don't spend so much time with ourselves. I have already always had the feeling that um, when I was really, well, I think it was in my twenties, you're already also in search of yourself. And I was like, Oh, my best friend is me. <laughs> it gave me a lot of uh, like, um, it gave me a really safe feeling that I would always have myself as a friend to, mm. uh, talk to or to be with or it gave me a really safe feeling and i think um well now and then i just take the time to spend time with myself and that's so so important and it's so yeah it's really heartwarming to do that to to how do you say it you always give a lot of energy and and um and time to others at least I do, and I think any parent does anyway, but I think most people do. We always care for others, but we forget to care for ourselves. Mm. And I think that's quite interesting there as well, given one of your core values is caring, um, yeah. having that balance of care for others and care for self. Yeah, it's really, diff it's really, it's really an important uh, balance because if you care for yourself, well, it's like the airplane uh, example mm. <laughs> first, first give oxygen oxygen to yourself and then you can help others i think that's the way it is i love that yeah. first give oxygen to yourself and then you can give it to others yeah one of the i think one of the core reasons aptitude exists is to give uh, not only well myself and lawrence space to 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 be ourselves or to to have space to think about where we're at with with our yeah. businesses and journeys we're on uh, and because of that we think other people need that as well and that's one of the reasons why we believe we people come to altitude but as well as having space for yourself you know you need you know one of the things that we found i think resonates with you is the idea of being in nature yeah 
Um, and that that is always great as a way of um, tuning into a more natural rhythm uh, and tuning yeah, into definitely. ourselves. But yeah. it's also being around other people. And so I was wondering if you could share your thoughts around that in terms of being around like-minded individuals with the same intention. Well, I think we, we grow through the relations that we have. Uh, it helps us grow as a person. It helps us grow in our uh, beliefs or in our uh, uh, in everything we do um, and feel as a person. So relations are really important. And um, as we become older, I don't know, but when you're young, you have a lot of opportunities to create new relations because you meet a lot of new people. Um, but sometimes when you're older, it's it's important to create situations where you need you meet new people. So in regards to what I told, like I could have gone on a, ho- a holiday on my own to Scotland and walk over there in the mountains. Probably I would have met some people. I don't know. But with altitude, you're sure that you will meet interesting people who have, well, in the, in the core, the same values, the way they look upon life and the what wanting to contribute to something and uh, having a positive uh, look upon things. And it's really great um, to know that those people are there and it brings up deep conversations in a second. So it's really, really, really uh, special and it's um, time well spent. and it also keeps space for really stupid humor and hmm. uh, small conversations and laughs and everything. But the depthness of the talks uh, uh, are really, really uh, special to me and really uh, valuable to me in my taking time for myself because it helps me grow as a person. Hmm. Yeah. And it also helps me help others. And that's what gives me a warm feeling as well, because sometimes you have a conversation like you're talking about on a mountain or something, you're walking, next to someone and they're having a difficult moment or something they crack their minds about and you just have a conversation and you see the other person like becoming lighter in a second. Mm. And how great is that? Just walking upon a beautiful mountain and by having a great conversation, you have helped someone and well, myself as well. So it's really, I think I explained it like it's, it's, there's not really a word for it because it's not really a holiday. It's not really like an education. I don't know, but it's like your best holiday ever. And then with, I don't know, um, yeah, even five times more great elements. I don't know. I can't really explain. It's nature, it's people, it's like fun, it's uh, resting. Uh, yeah, it's learning. It's everything. I I love that. I think there's so there's something around where you use the word depth of conversation, and yeah. I think um, sometimes we forget in order to have those deeper conversations, we need to have time. Um, yes, time for ourselves to get into a space to hear people better, but also time with that person where we don't have to fill it with too many ideas uh, i just get a picture of, you know we, we, sometimes we'd be walking up this mountain and we wouldn't have to talk all the time we could just walk side by side in silence 
Yeah. And then through that, you then find the right words or the right, the thing you need to talk about comes up. Yeah, it just comes up. You don't have to do anything. It's just there. Yeah, it's it's really, really special. And I think it's also about uh, a week of not being distracted by anything. Mm. You're not, you're not distracted by thinking about what do I need to eat? Do I have to do groceries? Uh, <laughs> who is who is waiting for me? Or uh, who do, do I need to help? Or do I have to do a, a chore or whatever? There's no distraction at all. There's nothing. And that makes a really clear mind. And it makes the connection uh, on an energy level. So there not many words are needed to... to and make the connection and it the, the lack of distraction also helps in having the deeper conversation uh, by going beneath the water surface so you see emotions more quickly you see like non-verbal behavior more quickly and you really can pick up on that and because of doing that and seeing that you have growth you have the important conversation that's there yeah no i think it's i think you capture that in a nutshell and there's um so as well as space uh and time to talk and have deep discussions so um when when we think of altitude and we we essentially curate this experience for people uh, one of the core elements is space. Um, yeah. Another is connection, uh, and the other one is is learning and and being able to create spaces for learning to emerge. So I was just yeah. wondering if there was any any memories that you had of that experience of of learning at altitude. Well, for me, the process that you use, that you guys use, the, the hot seats, the discussion and the workshop forms, I think it's really great that uh, I can trust Lawrence and you um, combining the right people with the right um, experience and knowledge and also challenges uh, so we can learn from each other. And the hot seats, the discussion and the workshop really contribute to that. So... Um, I think the magic is that we use what we all bring. And um, so even if something arises during the week, you can immediately use it. So you are never, I think in a lot of um, situations, we like create something, we fill everything in and like we're doing this session then and afterwards we do that. And well, in the meantime, life is just happening to us <laughs> and ideas arise uh i don't know things occur and uh with altitude and the process that's been used there uh you can really grasp what's there in the moment mm. so i think that's the special thing when it regards to learning so you're really learning in the moment with all the knowledge that everybody brings and sometimes you don't, you're not really aware of what you want to learn, uh, but because of other people wanting to learn something, like, oh, that's really interesting. I hadn't thought of that yet, but it's really interesting for me as well. So, um, yeah, that open space of learning, I think, is really 
uh, well, a, a really important aspect of altitude. It's something that I don't often find somewhere else. Mm. And it's a very, uh, I think the word emergent springs to mind because it is about yeah. uh, that combination of people, that particular time, uh, the time where of our lives where we might be thinking about something or the, a conversation sparks a thought. The idea of the un, unknown unknowns, things we didn't realize we wanted to learn. Yes, definitely. That's it. That's it. That's it, definitely. And then I, then I think about Isabel's uh, digital twin, for example. Yeah, who is ever like <laughs> thinking about the digital twin? No one. But <laughs> they're there. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, like everybody wanted to know something about that because we live in a digital world, world at the moment. So how great is it that someone makes you conscious of that? But it can also be something really deep, like Cecile. She also uh, um, brought something completely new with her knowledge of tribes and, um, yeah, how do you say it, the sessions we did with her on the mountain, for example, by um, rituals, ritual things. Great! It really contributed to the week, uh, and to really like consciously, uh, well, having some thoughts about important matters and combining it with a ritual was really great. So yeah, emerging. And I think this is bringing it back now to to where we've started. Um, I, we. St- the way I I felt we began our conversation was really tapping into what what drives you, what motivates you, and we talked about your core values and trust, rest, adventure, pleasure, caring, peace. Are they they're essentially the core values of altitude? Yeah, that's why I'm so at home with you guys. <laughs> Without trust, you can't work with emergence. Um, without adventure, you wouldn't want to go out in nature. Without caring, you wouldn't spend time with others to really understand how you could help them and how you could connect with them. And fundamentally, the whole the whole week is about rest and 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 play and pleasure as well. Yes, it is. And caring for yourself. Don't yes, that. exactly. <laughs> Ultimately, what we're trying to do is create a space where we can care for ourselves, give oxygen to ourselves so we can give oxygen to others. Yes. Could have said it better. (laughs) Is there anything else that you'd like to leave us with? I think now, um, what comes to mind now, having reflected on your time at Altitude and where you are with your business and where you are now, actually? It's nearly over a month since we've come back. Yeah, well, what I want to point out to others and uh, something that I feel really deep, deep trust and belief in and what really makes my uh, makes my energy like bubble is that um, I really believe and trust that the challenges that we face, and it can be anything, it can be even the thought of going on an oli- on a holiday with yourself. A lot of people find it really scary. They, I hear it when I came back, like, oh, you're so brave that you're doing it. And I'm like, brave? <laughs> I'm so lucky <laughs> that I'm doing it. It's not, it's not scary. It's like the best thing you can ever experience. So I really would like to point out, and this is like in work life or in personal life, that whenever you think that you're confronted with something, that maybe feels scary, see it 
as an opportunity for change and as an opportunity for growth, because that's what it is. All struggles and all pain um, and all scary things are opportunities for growth, opportunities for you to take a different route. And that's what life's about. And I really strongly believe in that. That's my, that's my passion. That's, that's why I do what I do. That's why I jump. <laughs> that's beautiful. Thank you very much, Petra, for, for this conversation. And it's really been, it's, it's given me energy and excitement about the work that we do and also and, and deepened, I think, this idea of how I connect with people like yourself who, come, who trust in us and, and, and trust in this adventure that we're on. Well, you're guiding me in my journey And if it wasn't for you guys, uh, I would have to make a lot of work and struggle for me to find some place to be with myself. So I'm really, really lucky that I stumbled upon Happy Startup when I uh, jumped into the entrepreneurship because then that's when I uh, I found you guys. Uh, I was looking for some international uh, brothers and sisters. <laughs> so I really hope that you will uh, will be able to continue the the things you do because um, I'm on board. <laughs> Thank for life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks for listening to this happy startup school community podcast if you'd like to find out more about what we do then check out our website thehappystartupschool.com if you believe that there's more to life and business than making money and waiting for retirement And if you want to surround yourself with other like-minded change makers and entrepreneurs who want to make money, do good and be happy, then please come join our community. We offer courses, conversations and content that will help you follow your own path to success, whether you're just starting out, struggling to grow your business or in a position of leadership and trying to work out what's next. There's no reason to face these challenges alone when you can be supported by people like you who want you to succeed. And from Friday the 13th to Sunday the 15th of September, we're hosting our Happy Startup Summer Camp. While we know that strictly isn't summer, the event also isn't just for startups. At its core, Summer Camp is about learning, play and friendship. We want to promote personal growth in business. We advocate holding our work lightly so that we can be more creative. And we know that we can't create impact on our own. We need to work with others that give us energy and support. As well as inspirational talks, we've got activities and experiences such as Blingo Bingo, Botanical Brew Making, Yoga, Mindful Raving, Saunas, Hot Tubs, Lake Swimming, Japanese Sword Fighting, Qigong Breathing and Dancing. Lots of dancing. To find out more about Summer Camp, please go to happystartupsummer.camp. Business doesn't have to be boring, and it definitely shouldn't be lonely. I hope you can find your tribe with us this September. <laughs>